we're back from break, and this is season two of Shorty. It's been how long has it been? It's like, like a month six now. Weeks. I didn't hold up my end of the deal. I didn't. You did not do the hour by myself. I over was gonna break. ask you if you were actually gonna do it like over break. Like I was gonna be like, oh, were you gonna do it? But I didn't wanna. That never happened. I had a good opportunity to do it over break because the headline of the week is mm-hmm. I attended my first ever NHL game. Uh-huh. I probably should have just like packed the microphone, brought it in the car, and as soon as the game was over, just done like a just recap of the it... car on the way back. Yeah. But um, I wasn't exactly in the mood to talk after the game. And why is that? What did you witness? <laughs> Let me start from the beginning. Okay, it was all around a rough night, so... You have to set the scene. I'm trying to figure out where I want to start this story, so I'm going to start from the beginning. You have to set the scene. So this is Flyers Bruins. Obviously, because I'm from Philly and I'm a Bruins fan, um, I couldn't wait for the Bruins to come to town, so I got tickets to the game, and I invited my friend from school here, who's a Flyers fan, to come to the game with me, so, you know, that's already interesting enough. But the game, puck drop was at 7, and this was already the worst start to the night, because, so from my town to get into Philly, it's like, normally like, a 30 45 minute drive but you know there's game traffic most of the time so I gave myself two hours to get there before puck drop um, and like I'm not gonna go into too much detail but we hit some insane traffic trying to get into the stadium so puck drop was at like 707 we got the notification but as soon as I got the notification we were just parking so there was like a 10 minute gap in between us parking and us getting to our seats and in that 10 minute gap the Bruins scored so that was already a you know, just a little frustrating, but... So we finally get to our seats. The Bees are up one nothing. Um, I believe the Flyers tied it at 1-1, and then the Bruins went up 2-1, and that was how the first period ended. The second period started, and the Bruins came out like a house on fire. They scored three goals, um, and going into the third period, they were up 5-2. Gave up three <laughs> goals to go into overtime. Of course, of course the Bruins blew a 5-2 lead when I was there. But the worst part of the night... First of all, overtime was thrilling. It was one of the cooler overs. There were so many chances end-to-end. It was just breakaway after breakaway. One minute I was up, and then the next minute I was sitting down, like, just praying that the Flyers (laughs) didn't score. Like, everyone was on their feet. It was an electric atmosphere. Like, there's no doubting that it was one of the cooler professional sports experiences in my life. Mm -hmm. But overtime ended with no goals, so we went into a shootout. The first six shooters all missed, so we went into extra rounds. The Bruins were shooting second, and um, the Flyers player, I forget who it was, I want to say Travis Konechny, scored on Yara Halak. Oh, yeah, also Tuka wasn't playing that game. And this was Chara's 1,000th game, but mm-hmm. you know we'll get to that later. Um, so with the game on the line, Marshawn steps up to take his penalty shot. He gets a full head of steam. He's racing towards the puck at center ice, and I'm sure all of you know what happens. He whiffed on the puck, and that ended the game. But the worst part about that is, apparently if you completely whiff on the puck, they let you reshoot because technically you didn't touch the puck. Mm-hmm. He touched the puck as minimal <laughs> as possible. Like, he couldn't have grazed the puck more than, like, any less than he actually did. The puck barely moved. It moved, like, an inch. So, like, half the st- like the stadium was just, like, murmuring, like, did he touch it? Like, did he not touch it? And, like, all of a sudden, like, it started to get a little more exciting because the referees start, like, got into a huddle, and they just ruled it no goal, and the place went nuts, and I just got the hell out of there. <laughs> I was, like, I, I didn't even... T- I-, I literally just turned to my friend and said, we're leaving. I walked away. It was up to him to keep up. If he got if if I got to the car and he wasn't there, I was driving off with or without him. But 
that was my first NHL game experience. And the headline here, written by my, um, <laughs> written by Jackie, is Mike's first hockey game where the rat shit the bed. Yeah, he shit the bed. <laughs> he really did, and I'm There's glad no I was there to see it. To describe it. And this, oh my gosh, I, it was a bad omen because I accidentally left my Bergeron jersey here at school. So I was kind of upset that I didn't get to wear that. But what I got to wear instead if you wore it, you was got beer thrown on you. You know that, right? Do you know what I wore instead? A t-shirt. A Marchand t-shirt. Ew. It was like one of those jersey t-shirts. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was loud. I was energetic. I was into the game. I didn't get beer thrown on me. I probably deserved to. <sighs> um, but you know, I was a pretty loud fan, and I didn't like try to hide that I was rooting for the bees that night. Um, like probably one of my coolest moments. I got so many looks when David Krejci came up to take his penalty because it was the third round of the shootout, and the Flyers had just missed, and the place is dead silent. And then you just hear me. I'm sure everybody in the stadium heard it. Let's go, David. And he missed, but like, it was dead silent. And then like as soon as I yelled, I yelled it as loud as I could. I'm, I'm sure David heard me out on the ice, but um, I got a lot of looks. A lot of people turned around and were just like, the, is this guy yelling? Yeah, I probably would have looked at like, you. Like the nerve on the, the yeah, a lot of people looked, but I didn't yeah. care. It would have been sick if he made it, but he didn't make it. Um, if he made it, you probably would have gotten into a fight or a beer thrown on you, actually, if he made it. Yeah, maybe for my own safety, it's better that we lost that game, but I'm still really just upset. I was so discouraged. I was texting you after the game, and I was just like, listen, <laughs> I'm not sure. I think this is the hockey guys telling me just to never come back. Just don't come back. Like, how much worse does it get than that? Blowing a three-goal lead in the yeah, third period, and then... Yeah, pretty bad. The Bruins have done nothing but break my heart recently. But you, were, you you spoke so highly of them in the beginning of this podcast. Are we still not first in the East? Like, oh, no, we're second in the East behind the Capitals again. But also, that game was to go into... We would have jumped first in the East if we had gotten that second point. But, of course, we ended up tied with the Caps, and they pulled back. They pulled away again for first. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I was so excited. I was so ready. Just, like, had we won that, I would have been so hyped. Just, like, two points on the road. Let's go. That's first in the East. Suck it, Philly. I, I would have I would have let the people around me hear it, but there was a really aggressive dad sitting in front of me. <laughs> like, really, really aggressive. Like, his energy was kind of cool. Me and my friend were talking about it all game. Just like, yo, this dad's got some serious energy. He was with his two sons, and, like, after um, Martian missed, he, like, picked up both of his kids and were just, like, <laughs> like the scene from The Lion King, like, just holding up his kids, just, like... He had some serious energy all game. He gave me a couple stare downs, but I was just like, what? Like, <laughs> what do you mean, what? You were my. Like, do you want to fight me in front of your you kids? <laughs> you want to fight me in front of your kids? Go for it. Gotta know where you are. You want to say something to me in front of your two kids here? Like, yeah, sure. Go for it. Set an example. <laughs> like, what was he gonna do? <laughs> there was one particular play where a Bruins guy got hit up high, and the play was ruled dead. And um, I think DeBrus came in and leveled the guy into the boards that hit our guy. And DeBrus ended up going to the box, and the Flyers um, player didn't end up getting a penalty at all. And I was just letting the refs hear it from all the way up. And uh, we actually had pretty decent seats. We were in a club box. We had box. really good seats. We were on a blue line about the top of the lower bowl. So we like really, really you good seats. You had really good seats. Legitimately really, really good seats. I was very no. jealous. I thought the refs could hear me from where I was sitting. They probably couldn't. But, you know, I decided oh, no. to just let them hear it anyway. 
And um, I did too. This dad gave me one hell of a stare. He didn't say anything. Credit to him, but I got one hell of a stare. The kids were looking at me too. I was looking. <laughs> the kids. What? <laughs> what do you want me to say? Like I'm cheering for my team. Like so. Turn around. Despite the heartbreak and just everything else, what did we think of watching hockey live? Okay, so one of the things I was most curious about was, mm-hmm. like, when you're watching on TV, mm-hmm. the camera, it's hard to follow the puck. Sometimes the puck moves too fast for the camera. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes, like, if you're getting, like, if you see, like, a slap shot from the point on TV, you can't exactly see that puck. So you kind of just look at the net and hope you see, like, the back of the net mm-hmm. just, like, rip. But I was surprised to see, like, yeah, the puck does move pretty fast, and they can absolutely launch the puck, but it's so much easier to watch and so much easier to follow. Mm-hmm. And it was cool seeing plays develop, too. Because you can't see, like, the entire ice on TV. And you can just see, like, the way the, like, the players move. You can see every line change. I had no idea how fast they were. Like, I know line yeah. changes are, like, every 30 seconds. They're but like really fast. It was kind of crazy. And, um, yeah, it was hard to keep up watching. But I saw some really sick goals. Pasta went five hole on, like, a breakaway from a sick pass. But, like, I saw some really cool stuff. Like, I know I'm lucky to have seen ten goals. Like, it was 5-5 five, five after regulation. I saw ten freaking goals. Mm. So I have to be happy about that. I got the full experience, but I was just on the wrong side of history. Yeah, you were. A really cool thing, too, is if the game is really physical and they're really hitting in the boards, like, you can watch the board shake. When no, I was a kid, I, wanted to I used down. to get scared, like, because I was, like, Islander tickets were super cheap because they were bad and they were playing in Nassau County. So I used to sit pretty close to the boards, and I used to get scared because I thought they were going to, like, break. And that was pretty cool. I really wanted to try to sneak down onto the boards, but... There was no way I could have. No way. So, like, would I go back? Obviously. Yes. Hell yeah, I would. Um, I I overreacted at the end of the game, but I had every right to be upset. It was a silent car ride home. Clay was telling me he was not saying anything. (laughs) I was good after I got my cheesesteak, because, you know, we went to Geno's right after. Because that's always the move. If you're ever at Wells Fargo, you got to go to Geno's right after the game and get yourself a a Philly (laughs) cheesesteak. And that cheered me up a little bit, but... And I saw a Bruins fan at Geno's, <laughs> and we just made eye contact. We just looked at each other and just shook our heads. Like, it was a pretty cool feeling. It's like that camaraderie. Like, <laughs> camaraderie. <laughs> All right. It was just like, we didn't say anything to each other, but the look in both of our eyes, and we just shook our heads. We were just know. like, that was rough, man. <laughs> that was really rough. Yeah, the Bruins aren't doing too hot right now. But uh, there's no better time for them to... I mean, the break's coming up. I, if is. they had to hit a rough patch, now's the time. They'll figure it out at the break, and then they'll get hot at the end of the season. They'll get hot at the right time. They'll be... My prediction for them, after what I've seen from the first half of the year, because we pretty much are the All-Star break already. The All-Star game's on the 25th. Yeah. So I guess we can look days. back and reflect on both of our teams, but... My team um, is trash. To reflect on the Bruins so far, we have to be happy with where we are, and we're not. We haven't even played our best hockey yet this year. So there's a lot to look forward to, and if this is us not at 100, percent I can't wait to see what it's like when we click. We saw it last year, and we took it to Game Seven of a Stanley Cup. So I think we can get back, but I will never say for sure who the hell I think could get to the Stanley Cup Finals, just because it, it's really just a toss up. So it's always a toss up, like. The Lightning are Literally hot again. To the final. Yeah. I mean, the Lightning look just like they did at this time last year right now. Yeah, they the Lightning are one of the really hottest scary. teams in the NHL, and that's really scary. Really scary. Like, we did not bury them last year. They're not done. They're coming back. Nikita Kucherov is playing out of his mind currently, and 
the Lightning are going to be a scary team, and the scariest thing about it is they're not even going to be a top seed. So they're not exactly going to have home ice, but a top like a top one or a top two seed is going to find themselves playing the Lightning, and that's pretty freaking scary. Yeah. A really bad, rough matchup for the top seed. Hopefully it's the Capitals and not us. But... But I think the Capitals could, like, beat them. Like, the Capitals are really good. I, I, I don't think Tampa, there's a scenario, like, if they play the Capitals, I don't think there's a scenario where they come out on, where the Lightning come out on top. I just don't think there is. I think the Caps are just too good. I understand that the Caps have been dominant for the past two years, but the Lightning are still a team who, last year and the year before that, we but were considering the golden state of hockey. in the playoffs. Yeah, the Capitals were cursed until they won the Cup because they were the same as the Lightning. Mm-hmm. They kept getting into the playoffs consistently, yes. but they would get out the first or second round. Playoff hockey is very different, so, I mean, we really don't know until we get there. But we have an all-star break. Um, well, first, do you see the Rangers making a push in the second half to get a wild-card spot? No. Okay. Because... Tough to hear. I knew this was going to happen, though. Like, everybody's so disappointed, but, like, we're literally in the second year of a rebuild. I can't even consider this the second year. I consider it more the first year because even though we... David Quinn's first year coaching was last year, now we have Artemi Panarin, now we have Igor, Igor Shesterkin. Like, we have all these... We have Capo Caco. It's just a very different team. And a lot of young guys, they're the youngest team in the league, so it's not that you can't expect a lot from them, but you can't expect too much from very inexperienced players. Panarin is currently breaking my heart right now because he's out with an upper body injury. Mm. Like, it's bad. Like, they pulled him from the All-Star game and they're sending Chris Kreider instead, Um, which makes me very concerned because we saw how much we needed him last night when we lost 4-2 to the Islanders after we beat them. But you have to be taking two. You have to be happy taking two or three from the Islanders this year. Yes, I'm very happy about that. However, oh no. However, they played Columbus. When did they play Columbus? Um, they played Columbus on Monday night. That's a big game for them because Columbus. No, Sunday has, night. Sunday night they played Columbus. Because Columbus is currently ahead of them in the wild card standings, yeah. and you have to start beating the teams in front of you. No, um, they're first in the wild card right now. Carolina's Come first on. in the wild card right now. Oh well, they were first on Monday. Um, anyway. Carolina they jumped them last night. Lost with twenty six seconds left. Right. In the game. Yeah. Yeah. Tough post. Took all the L's that day because the Packers lost, and then the Rangers lost twenty minutes later. Um. The Rangers are currently. 10 points out of the second wild card spot. Um, that's five games. So. But they just lost two in a row. They did lose two in a row, but and the teams in front of them are kind of struggling as well. Columbus is on a five-game winning streak, we know that, but the, I'm looking at the other teams ahead of them, and they're all pretty volatile teams. Montreal's kind of turning it around, but they're not going to be able to sustain the no, success. They're not. they're not. Buffalo's falling back off the pace like we knew they would. We projected that in the beginning we of the year. We did project that. We knew Buffalo was going to fall off in the beginning of the year. Toronto... Can't really trust him at the moment. Austin Matthews has been on and yeah, off you, yeah, all year. Yeah, yeah, you can't. It's they're a weird team right now. The Flyers are legit currently, they and they don't—they're not even in a wild That's card scary. spot. They're not. That's in, scary. Yes, they're. Oh no, they're tied for the second wild card spot, but Columbus has um, the advantage on. I guess like uh, the head's head on them, but 
Yeah, so that's where things stand currently. Um, I wouldn't count the Rangers out currently, obviously, because we saw what happened last year with the Blues. So never, you can never say never. But I understand you've been I watching this the same story your entire life. You so can't. I mean, I understand what you've gone through and what you've seen your entire life, and you don't it's expect not just the- that. It's watching the way that they play. Playoff hockey is very different. It's much faster pace. It's hard hitting. The Rangers aren't a very hard hitting team. Yeah, like when a team full of rather bigger players comes after them, like the Islanders did, they fight back. But they won't go out on the ice, um, pushing and being aggressive. That's just not their style of play, and that's the style of play that they need to develop if they want to be a playoff team. Because during the playoffs, when they go out there, they're ready to rip each other's heads off. They don't care. So they can't be the ones waiting to get hit and then saying, oh, shit, like, now what do I do? Um, They need to gain experience. David Quinn needs to make a lot of decisions on the lineup, the goalies. I could go forever about the goalie crisis. I'm calling it the goalie crisis because it really is a crisis. Um, He needs to make a lot of decisions. I I think there's a lot of depth in the roster, but then again, there isn't. It's very hard to tell um, because then there are some outstanding players that you have that what you wouldn't really consider as part of the depth in the roster. Um, like Ryan Strom, who all of a sudden is really good, who wasn't really that great last year. Mm-hmm. And Jesper Foss, who's been consistently pretty good, but now he's really good this year. So it's deep, but it's also not deep. We have no defense, um, literally no defense. Like, Injuries are so bad that Brendan Smith, who is a forward, had to play defense, and then he got kicked from the game. So if anybody, the game, one of the games I was at, so if literally anybody else goes down, like we're in serious trouble. Um, but I want to talk about the goalie crisis really quickly. Yeah, go for um, it. I watched um, Igor Shesterkin play over break. I was at the game. He was at the doubles, and he was really good. No doubt that this kid from the AHL is really good. Um, and after him winning two games, the Rangers are clear. It looks like they're ready to make a decision to trade Alex Georgiev, keep Henrik Lundqvist as the starting goalie, and put um, Shesterkin in as backup. But how old is this kid? Like 20? Mm. And he won two games, yeah. And they were really good games. I was there, don't get me wrong. But one of them was against the Devils. One of them was against the Devils. And he just doesn't have the experience yet to make that kind of decision. Like I read an article the next day after that game. They were like, oh, Toronto wants to make a deal with Alex Georgiev if the Rangers want to mm-hmm. trade him. Which is a huge mistake because Georgiev has watched Lundqvist play probably for about five years now. And he's also really, really good. He played against the Islanders, and he put up, I think, almost 40 saves. But what really caught people's eyes is put all put up almost 50 saves. So they just can't make that decision. The Rangers are clearly a mess. This is why they won't make playoffs, because they can't make decisions. With this goalie crisis, how old is Heimer Conquist? He's got to be approaching... For 38. He's 38. Okay. So if you like this backup a lot, I'd mm-hmm. give you a word of warning... Um, that the Bruins, the Bruins didn't exactly make a mistake. We're happy with Tuukka Rask in goal, believe me. Like we're, mm-hmm. he's one of the better goalies in the league. He's absolutely phenomenal. He's only thirty-two, so we're gonna be able to 
who knows how long, much longer he'll be able to play. If he can play till Lundqvist's age, you still get five or six great seasons out of him. Yeah. But, but he it won't was... be able to play the full season. Like, Heinrich yeah. Lundqvist is on the bench for half the season. 82 games is just way too many. Well, and that's the problem the Bruins are dealing with right now because Rask has been hurt um, as of late, and um, Yaro Halak has been in goal for us, and he's been um, average at best. Meanwhile, um, Antoine Hudobin... Um, mm-hmm. was a great young goalie, backup goalie for the Bruins last year, who was traded to, I believe he's with the Stars now, and he's having a phenomenal season. So I understand um, that there's a lot of nostalgia and um, a it's lot of loyalty s- to Henrik Lundqvist, but don't if you're really, really high on a young goalkeeper, don't try to ride out Lundqvist as long as possible. No, because- that's not what they're trying to do. He came out and said... His contract is up next year. He may retire next year and call it quits. Yeah. Because he said, I would rather retire, I would rather retire as a New York Ranger than try and get traded, go somewhere else. Like, what pissed me off so much, and I told you this literally two seconds after it happened, was when I was watching the game on stupid NBC because they bought the rights to 10 Ranger games this year, them say, the um, announcer saying, oh, yeah, Henrik Lundqvist should try and make it to another team he knows, just try and win a cup and then call it a career. First of all... This was such a huge deal in the offseason. Like, if you were a New York sports fan, you knew that... Because he literally had a press conference about this, saying that he wants to be a New York Ranger. That's what he wants. And number two, just go to another team and win a cup. It's really not that simple. And if anybody has ever watched playoff hockey, you don't just go to a, doesn't yeah, work. You just don't go to a super team and win a cup. Yeah, because a super team in the regular season is not a super team in the playoffs. Well, Tampa Bay last year, I was in a playoff bracket with three of my friends. Mm-hmm. We made it, like, we were going to put money on it. Thank God we did not. We all had Tampa Bay winning the cup. <laughs> we all had Carolina getting out first round. <laughs> and what happened? Carolina goes to the Eastern Conference None Final. None of that happened. So yeah. it's not that simple, and you can't just simplify it as much as people do. Speaking of a goalie crisis, um, the trade deadline for the NHL is February, February 24th. Oh, 24th, 24th. Yeah, 24th. And... There's going to probably be a goalie that hits the market um, that was on a team that was just named Team of the Decade, the Chicago Blackhawks, and Corey Crawford is probably going to be moved. <laughs> he might be out of the question really? for the Rangers. Blackhawks but... are named Team of the Decade? We don't need another goalie. We have too many. That's the issue. We have too many goalies. We need to get rid of one. <laughs> we have way too many. I would not mind whatsoever seeing the Bruins go after Corey Crawford and just because I'm sick of seeing Yara Halak in Tugaras' absence. <laughs> Halak, I would have no problem blaming for the Bruins' collapse against the Flyers. He was terrible. <laughs> Some of the goals weren't his fault. There was a pinball goal that I was just like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. But... Um, Corey Crawford's probably going to be a goalie that hits the market, and it's interesting because um, he's 35 years old. And, uh, they're running out of cap space, the Blackhawks, um, and they like their younger goalie. So um, they're not exact. Like obviously, they're not going to be buyers. They're going to be sellers at the deadline because they're in no position to make a run for the cup. So it's going to be a turning of the tide for them. The decade's over. They were obviously the greatest team of the decade. The goal of the decade the NHL just named was Pat Kane's Stanley Cup winner against the Flyers in 2010. Um, that was goal of the decade, so... Yeah. Um, the Blackhawks are, you know, kind of hit rock bottom currently. <laughs> yeah, they are. They did hit rock bottom. Um, so that's probably a piece that's going to be moved. So they'll, obviously, they're not going to move Kane or anything like that, but... They're kind of, like, looking for a clean slate. They got the best years out of Corey Crawford. He was fantastic for them for the entire decade, but 
there's also a name for you that I'm looking at an article right now, mm-hmm. and I don't want anyone to think I actually know this much hockey. I sound really good right now. I'm reading <laughs> you off do an article. sound really good right now. I'm reading our, off an article, and the number one trade target of the deadline is probably going to be your left wing, Chris Kreider. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to keep him because I think they're looking at um, possible captains, and I think he's in the running. Okay. So I think they're going to keep him. February 24th, the trade yes. deadline. That's not a fun time. You guys are in an interesting position because you're not too far out of the question. You guys are kind of in limbo. It's like one of the questions, are the Rangers going to be buyers or sellers? What do you think yeah. they should do? I don't think they should. I think they've been changing way too much to do anything right now. Like, there's no consistency in this team whatsoever. And you can tell by the way they play. You can tell that they're not used to playing with each other. You can tell that they're just uncomfortable. And I don't think they should change anything right now. They have a lot of young talent, and I think they need to learn how to use it properly. Um, I just I don't think they should change anything, and that's including the goalie situation because they need to see more out of Shesterkin before they do anything. Gotcha. Yeah, but... So. They don't listen to me, so I mean, they're probably going to trade Georgiev. Too bad. You'll hate to see him go, and hopefully he doesn't turn into an Anjuan Udobin situation that the Bruins are looking at right now, because I'm sure that's something we regret, because we're dropping games with the RL lock and goal that mm-hmm. we just shouldn't be losing. Mm-hmm. The Bruins have an issue currently of blowing leads. <laughs> we but get out... You, have you looked at your defense, though? I'm glad you asked that, because <laughs> I have a phenomenal point, and this is kind of going to be one of those... Um, not exactly a hot take, but someone who I'd love to see in the black and yellow at the trade deadline is P.K. Subban. Because I, he, okay, he was a failed experiment think, for the Devils, obviously. I think his big time, like, career, I don't know how to put this correctly, I think his time in the spotlight in the NHL is done. I with agree, but I don't need him to be a... defensemen, there's a pattern of as they go, as they get traded, they kind of, like superstar defensemen as they get traded they kind of get worse he was really good for Montreal he was re- he was good he for was Nashville. really good for he Ma- was really yeah. good for Nashville now he's bad for the Devils like he's so bad but who like, goes to the Devils and plays so well um you don't Hall, think Taylor Hall you don't think P.K. Subban would be so thrilled no. to get out of the situation in New Jersey, go to the Bruins with a chance of winning a cup and just be completely rejuvenated oh, re-energized he's only 30 that, that's old for defensemen. Yeah. Char, I mean, Char is freaking, like, 42. I don't know how old he is. Why but is he still playing? <laughs> Big Useless is probably in the last year of his... Con- like No, he has one more year left on his contract. That's next year. That's probably going to be his farewell tour. <laughs> P.K. Subban, right now, because you're. I look at some of our other defensemen, such as Tory Crew, young, great player. He's yeah, going to be phenomenal. Um, we're really high on him, obviously, but... Other than that, the defense for the Bruins is relatively young, and I think P.K. Subban is just a level of experience, especially in the playoffs, who I think, I would just, he's just one of those guys you just, he's a fan favorite, he's a crowd favorite. You just want to say P.K. Subban is on your team. That's all I do just want to say that P.K. Subban, that. that would be so freaking cool. I mean, then you just look at our roster oh top to bottom God. and say, this team is stacked. Then there's a fear factor. There's an element of fear when teams come to play the Bruins, and you're game planning for them, and you're just looking, you're breaking down their team. You look at top line, Pasternak, Marchand. Mm-hmm. Bergeron, and then you get to their defense, and you see the names of Dano Char and P.K. Subban right next to each other, and teams shit themselves. I don't think that P.K. Subban scares people like he used to. 
I don't think they're scared anymore. That's fair. I saw it in the way that the Rangers played against him. But I don't they need him. They tossed him around, and this is the Rangers. They are garbage. They tossed him around the garden. But I didn't give him a chance to do anything. I'm pretty sure he slipped and fell when no one touched him. But I'm not saying that I need the Nashville or Montreal version of P.K. Subban. I just no, need a little bit. I, I, under- I understand what you're saying. He'll have flashes of... I understand what you're saying, and I'm saying that that theory will not work because teams aren't as scared of him anymore. Oh, no. Once He's he joins getting big... exposed by the Devils. Literally, this man is getting exposed. I'm not looking for the be- next biggest defensive star. I'm just looking for a little bit of help. Because I don't I'm, know if he could provide that for your team. I'm not exactly looking for someone who's going to put up big numbers. I'm not looking for someone who's going to smash guys into the boards. I'm looking for someone who's going to bring excitement to the organization, who's going to be a good presence in the locker room, and who's just going to give the younger guys just a little bit of comfort and you know a little like they can relax a little bit. PK Subban's in the room. He's but got anybody the, with a brain would know that. Crap, he's not as good as he used to be. Obviously, Why is he's he not. Here? Okay, this is not even the debate that we had planned for today. Um, <laughs> you just know you lost and you tried to change the subject. I didn't lose. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'd love to see PK Subban in a black and gold sweatshirt okay. and sweater, whatever. And if it does so happen to happen at the trade deadline and the Bruins win a Stanley Cup, we can come back to this exact moment in yeah, time yeah, and yeah, I can yeah. say, I told okay. you so. Yeah. Because what sure. happens when I make hot takes on this show? They hit. No, they don't. Okay, they hit. Remember when I correctly predicted the Rangers being the Capitals and going on a four-game win streak? And they did? They did it! They lost to Ottawa the very next game. And then they won the next three. I said they get hot. Calm down. It doesn't count. Let's bring it back a little bit. It's not correct. There's other defensemen. No, because it annoys me when you just, like, think you're right all the time and you're not. There's just other defensemen. Well, I mean, you have to sound right if you want people to believe you. But you're not right, and I didn't believe you. You can expose me all you want, but it's just a theory at this point, so we're, we may okay. never know. We may never know. So as of right now, I'm neither right nor wrong. Okay, and if this theory if, somehow, if Subin some ends up on the way... There's other defensemen oh, that the Bruins can go after. After I would love to take Gossespierre from the Flyers because Clay has his jersey. <laughs> I'd love reason. to take it and paint That's it black and gold. <laughs> I'm identifying a need for the Bruins, and I'm naming them players that they can go after. I'm hoping Bruce Cassidy's listening to this. Because there are defensemen that are definitely might be moved. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's, we have more stuff to talk about, and we can move on. Um... We talked about the goalie crisis. We talked about my first experience. Speaking of defensemen, mm-hmm. there's a young defenseman in the league who's absolutely just tearing it up. And you can make an argument that he's possibly the best defenseman in the league right now behind, I don't know, maybe you still want to say that John Carlson's the best defenseman in the league, numbers-wise. But what Kale McCarr is doing, I've never seen a defenseman dominate the NHL such that he is right now. I mean, what he's doing is just ridiculous. Yeah, he's. You have his stats up. Read me yeah, his stats. This he is for mind you. This is his first year in the NHL. He has eleven goals, twenty six assists, thirty seven points, a positive seven plus minus rating, and he's just six penalty minutes. Really, really good. So he stays out of the box. Yeah, he wow. stays out of the box. He's really good. He's not that big of a kid too. He's phenomenal. He's five eleven. I'm realizing as we talk about this that we didn't plan the goal of the week, but I'm just gonna say even though we didn't plan it, Kill McCarr has to have had goal. Who wrote this whole thing while you just sat there and talked to Resnick? Well, I'm gonna improvise right now, and we can talk about that later. But Kill McCarr, I'm just gonna nominate him for goal of the week because there was a filthy, 
filthy snipe that he had the other day, and what he was just like skating and deking around just defense. Like I th- they might have been on a power play, but it doesn't matter. But he was just doing things that a defenseman just shouldn't be able to do. He has handles that are just like unorthodox for a defenseman. Yeah, and he's been getting a lot of play time considering it's his first year in the NHL. He's had over 20 minutes in the past three games, which is unusual for any player to have over 20 minutes played in a game in a single game. He had really good minutes against Pittsburgh, which is big because they're somehow trying to become relevant again. Um, he had big numbers against Detroit. Are we surprised? And um, not as much time in at St. Louis, but not surprised again. And he's a rookie, so yeah. And he was drafted. The kid's playing out of his mind. Yeah, he was drafted back in 2017 in the first round. He was the fourth overall pick. The man is legit. He is. Did we've been seeing a lot of defensemen start to do that though? The game is changing. It's more of an offensive game for sure now. Less hard, less, less mm-hmm. hard hitting, and that's obviously because we've had the conversation about the rules cracking down. Mm-hmm. So what do you do when guys aren't hitting you as hard? Mm-hmm. You gotta learn how to skate and you gotta learn how to handle the puck, because you can't rely on bullying other teams, and mm-hmm. we're seeing that effect happen now on younger defensemen. You know, it's the turning of the tide and it's a new era of the game. We are almost exactly, we are exactly halfway through the NHL season because the Colorado Avalanche have played 41 games, which means the Bruins have played 50. Just about, damn. So the schedule's really. The All Star break is weird. I've always had issues with the NHL All Star break because they never cut it in half very well. The schedule is. Let's get... I thought that was a perfect... <laughs> let's get our chores out of the way and do the three stars of the week first. Okay. And then we can get into... I'm gonna rip you to shreds. A new segment that we like to call Agree or Disagree. <laughs> agree to disagree. Um, we always disagree most of the time. Just because we, we see the game in disagree. very different ways. Um, first star of the week, does it come as any surprise that it's Alex Ovechkin? But he has eight goals, which is nuts. That's ridiculous. Back and back back hat tricks. And one game winning goal, which is insane. Dude had himself a week, but then again, one doesn't he? I mean, yeah, he made, I think, um, he made some all-time lists for, he has more hat tricks, you know, than, like, NHL teams have this season. Like, as a whole. Like, him himself has more hat tricks than, like, the New York Rangers, all of them combined do. So what you're saying is he's a pretty good player. That is exactly what I'm saying. He is... Filthy and that's why he's our first star of the week. I mean, he's technically the NHL's first star of the week, but I mean, well, then who's the second one? I have no idea how to pronounce his name. Elvis Merzelkins. I don't, <laughs> um, I'm trying to. He Merzelkins. his yeah. save percentage is insane. A 982 with two shutouts. Yeah, that's insane. That's which, like, well, he was 3 0 this week, beating the Bruins. Yeah, that's. That's like I don't think I've ever seen a save percentage that high. That's insane. Good for him. Yeah. And then Jonathan Toes with he made a ridiculous save on Charlie Coyle on a backhand that Coyle elevated and he got it with the blocker. And I was just like, "Yep, the Bruins definitely just tied the game." But no, no, the Bruins ended up losing because the dude stood on his head and he made some phenomenal saves. And I couldn't believe what I watched when I saw him play. I was yeah out of my mind because like again like we don't who the hell is this guy but <laughs> Elvis Elvis 
I was about to make a really terrible pun, but don't do it. If I did it's bad. Don't do it. Third star Only of the week good is quality puns here. I want you. To, I want you to pronounce his no, name. No, I don't want to say it. Jonathan Thames. Thames. Don't know why. There's no M there, but whenever I listen to NBC, because the Blackhawks used to play the Bruins all the time on primetime. So I always knew yeah, Jonathan Thames and how his name was said. It is, and that's when the Blackhawks were good. <laughs> <laughs> They've kind of hit rock bottom. My first, my earliest that's memories that. of NHL was whenever the Bruins would play on national television, and I swear to God, like almost every single time was against the Blackhawks because that was back like 2013, 2014, yeah, when yeah, both teams were just like running the NHL. Uh, and he had three goals and six assists, which is insane. One OT winner. He's um, clutch. Yeah, I was going to say something. I was going to add something else, but I completely forgot. But yeah, those are the stars of the week. Um, all right, first, let's build the all-star lineup before I start completely tearing the all-star game. Great. I didn't prepare for this. Why? You didn't? You no, I look. looked at... I did look at stats. No, 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 because I wanted to make an educated opinion. Obviously, I'm going to... Okay, I'm going to start, and I'm going to put... Wait, I need to pull it up again. Uh huh. Um, controversial opinion. I'm not gonna pick John Carlson. Okay. Why? I think the most important stat in the NHL is plus minus. Okay. Jacob Slavin's plus minus this year is plus twenty six. You know that people are debating why plus minus is even a thing. Well, it it basically tells you that. No, I know. No, no, no. I know. So you agree with me? No, I don't agree. Do you think it's important or not important? I think it's important, not as important as the. As the mo- it's not the most important stat that they take. What it tells me is that when you're on the ice, a lot of your team's playing that better. Go into plus minus. A lot of factors that go into that. Explain to me then. Explain. Okay, so. Just list me off a few, and I'll see if I'm. So you're out to make a change. You're playing with different defensemen. If you're a forward, you're playing with different defensemen than you're used to because you're in the middle of a change. Different goalies are out there every other night, depending on what kind of team that you are. Um power plays make a big difference too i'm not penalty kills make a big difference too i'm not saying that your plus minus isn't dependent on the other four skaters you're on the ice with <laughs> but what it tells me is that when you're on the ice your team is performing performing at a higher level okay if you have a higher i don't want to get minus. into this debate with you because it just tells me that when you're on the ice your team's scoring goals and not giving up as many goals okay and i'd like to keep like i want because i think feel like people are overcomplicating the stat i feel like the stats just be as simple as this when you're on the ice, your team plays better. Okay. So whoever has the higher plus minus, obviously John Carlson. If you look at the goals and assists, what he's doing is just like no defenseman's ever done before. He's scoring at an irregular rate for a defenseman, and he's obviously the best attacking defenseman in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not that's you know that's the truth to it. But what we're doing here is building our three man team, and I'm gonna have two other pretty good freaking forwards on the ice, and I don't need great offense for my defenseman. Okay. I need a defenseman who's not allowing goals, okay. and when Jacob Slavin's on the ice. Teams aren't scoring. Okay. So that's why I'm taking James Slavin. Now I need two forwards. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pick Panarin because he's hurt. I'm kidding. No, I, I, would pick, I would pick Panarin out of this bunch. Uh-huh. I guess first we should um, explain who's in the mix here. For forwards, there's Matthew Barzal, Nico Hershier. I think I said that right. Artemi Panarin, Travis Konechny, and TJ Oshie. The defensemen were Chris Letang, John Carlson, Seth Jones, and Jacob Slavin. Mm-hmm. And this is all the Metropolitan Division. Um, this is strictly the Metro. Mm-hmm. The NHL just posted this, so we decided to run with it and make our teams. I'm going to pick Travis Konechny just because I've been watching the Flyers recently, and dude's playing out of his mind. Um, where'd he come from? He came from... Uh, I'm not sure. 
like I said, I did a little bit of research. I really only researched Jacob wow, Slavin. I went on. I went on. Um, I can go back onto my fantasy team right now and pull up Travis Konechny's stats. But while I just, I'm just gonna tell you that I'm gonna pick Travis Konechny and Artemi Panarin, who I think are the other two best forwards and um the Metropolitan Division. So you can pick your team, and I'll be there to defend my team after you choose. Why do you automatically assume you have to defend yourself? Because I don't think we're, uh, you're gonna pick Panarin. I know that. Uh huh. Um, I'm thinking you're gonna pick John Carlson, and I have no idea which other forward you could pick. No, so. I was gonna pick Seth Jones. Okay. Um, just because I've watched him play, uh, and he's one of the other defensemen that really stood out to me. Uh, he makes those diving saves, but, but they're effective. Um, and then for my other forward, I was gonna pick T.J. Oshie. He's a very solid forward. He will forever be one of my favorite players because of yeah. what he did on Team USA. Yeah. Against Russia he, in that shootout. He's so good. Um, big man for the Capitals, and he's just, he's a really good player. I was going to pick Matt Barzal, but I think he's a little, like, he's young. But I think TJ Oshie's more of a solid player than he is right now. Um, but I think the dream team um, forward line would be Artemi Panarin, Matt Barzal, and TJ Oshie. Oh, I needed to pick a third. Um, well, this oh. is a three-man team. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, the dream, like, forwards together. Okay, so your Matt top Barzal. line. Yes, Matt Barzal. My question is, why is Chris Letang on here? I don't know. That's a very good question. They probably had to pick somebody, and they just picked him. All he is is a thug. All he does is hit, and all he does is try to crack skulls. Like, he has ten goals this year. Ten goals at the All-Star break, and we're considering you one of the top forwards in the Metropolitan Division. I'm sure if I scroll through the comments right now, the top comment would be, why is Chris Letang here? I understand that, um, you know, the Penguins are playing really good hockey right now, but I don't know. Certainly wouldn't be my pick. Yeah, no. It's, you don't have to defend, I, whatever. You don't have to defend your choices. I'm going to have to defend a take in a minute here because it's about time for us to get into a little discussion about the uh-huh. All-Star Game. The All-Star Game is stupid. I don't like it. It shouldn't be a thing. Because you don't Especially think it's real halfway hockey. halfway through the season. It's not real hockey. Have you ever watched an NHL All-Star Game? I understand that it's not real hockey, but if you look at every All-Star Game across the four major sports, the only one that Why resembles the real sport. Why thing? Because it's, because it's, it's supposed fun. to be fun. It's not fun for me. <laughs> That's just a half-glass-empty sort of view. No, it's not. It's called, when I watch a hockey game, I want to watch somebody hit somebody, and I want to watch somebody play good hockey. It's bad hockey. That's what it is. It's bad hockey. slowing down the pace of the game that's supposed to be fast. But you're getting aspects of the... Okay, so if you take the most exciting aspects from a hockey Uh game, Uh um, immediately off the bat, I'm thinking breakaways, um, offensive zone time, um, puck movement... Nasty dangles, just like between the legs finishes, and that's what the All Star Game gives you an opportunity to see. No. It gives you a chance no. to. It's pond hockey, and the NHL All Star Game is pond hockey. It's not supposed to be legit competitive hockey. It's not supposed to be great hockey. The only sport across the four major sports in like the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL that the only All Star Game that resembles the actual game is baseball. Yeah. Because there's no way around. There's no way to just like mess around playing baseball like you can't really just like you know 
like break out a skill or something like that. It's, it's just it's just baseball. If you watch the NFL, no one plays defense, no one really hits as hard. What do you watch the NFL for? You want to see guys get hit hard. Why do you watch you hockey? See guys get hit. You want to see guys get hit hard. You got the whole idea. The NBA you final score is a game. The most exciting parts about hockey is that it's fast paced. People hit each other, and maybe you see some blood, and you get it's a it's a fast paced game. It's a physical game, and you're taking the most exciting aspects from that game out. But when you're playing at a really really fast pace, mm-hmm. and you're playing, and guys mm-hmm. are hitting each other, mm-hmm. that's when guys have the chance to get hurt. Exactly. No one wants to get hurt in the freaking All Star game. Exactly, which is what the All Star game should be a thing, so nobody has the chance to get hurt, so that nobody can miss the playoffs. That's why nobody plays hard, and that's why we see the type of hockey that we do, and that's if why the final be, score is always gonna, fifteen. If it's gonna minutes. be shitty hockey, why play at all? Why play at all? It, if it's one, gonna it be makes shitty. Why play at all? It makes the NHL a lot of money. Please, I'll believe it when I see those numbers. Are you kidding me? You don't think it makes a lot of the NHL money? I don't think it makes as much money as, not nearly as much as the playoffs do. It's not supposed to be the playoffs. We already have the playoffs, and then this is just another, like, little piece of revenue for the NHL. It's not supposed to make as much money as the playoffs. It's just, it's, damn it, Jackie, it's supposed to be fun. <laughs> it's supposed to be it's fun. It's not fun for me. It's not fun when you just like to watch really good hockey. You get to see the cool shit that you don't get to see Listen, in normal I games. Listen, I could care less about who I'm watching. I've watched the Bruins a couple times over break. Why? Because even though I may hate them, they play good hockey. I would rather watch good hockey than anything else. Okay. I watch Islander games over Ranger games sometimes because the Islanders play better hockey than the Rangers do, and I don't want to watch shitty hockey. I want to watch good hockey. Let me ask you another question then. Mm-hmm. You're at a Rangers-Islanders game. Uh-huh. Would you rather see the Rangers win one nothing or see the Rangers win 6-5? to five? Oh, one nothing. Okay, so you obviously saw the point I was trying to make, and you defeated it <laughs> by picking one nothing. I'd rather see a six to five hockey game any day. No, hockey is exciting because it's usually a low scoring game. That's what makes it exciting. It's hard to score when you have to put your blood, sweat, and tears just to get one oh point. My that's god. what makes it exciting. You're missing the whole point. Oh my god, it's not supposed to be real hockey. It's not supposed to be. Then real why hockey. play it all? Because you just get to see the shit that you don't get to see in a normal what NHL. What do you not get to see? I get to see guys skate not as fast as they usually do. When you do. watch the NHL All-Star game, people not get hit. you get to see guys try to moves that they don't get to see. not maybe as good stick handling as they would when they're playing normally. We need a new I way to... I see goalies start. maybe not trying as hard because they also don't want to get hurt. I see them not taking as hard shots as they normally would. We need to structure this debate better because... Okay. All we are doing is screaming at each other right now. Well, I'm actually screaming at you more than you're screaming at me. So I think I'm winning. Give me two minutes and explain your case. You have two minutes. Explain to me why... The explain my to... case, I just explained. But, no, because all I heard was the two of us screaming at each other. So, you explain to me in two minutes a clear, concise argument, all your points laid out in a persuasive manner. Explain to me that why there shouldn't... That was me yelling at you isn't persuasive. We didn't get anywhere. <laughs> like, I'm not convinced. So give me your best case. Your best, like, you're, you know, you're a lawyer. You, you want to go to law school okay, someday. Okay. So give me your final closing argument. You need a powerful I'm, closing I'm, argument. I know. Um, you ever see A Time to Kill? <laughs> no. I Fantastic. I mean, you should watch it if you want to be a lawyer someday. <laughs> your closing argument. That's closing okay. argument in movie I'm, history. I'm, I'm taking a minute to gather my thoughts. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Sure. I think the NHL All-Star game is good for... I'm going to cover my mouth so that I can't yell at you. Yes, please just respect my time here. 
<laughs> you would be held in contempt if you did this in court. So, you know, just respect the time here because this is just me talking. For All right, a enough while, jokes. Right? Let's go. Come on. Yes. This is why I think the NHL All-Star Game is important for the NHL, and this is why I think we should have it. <laughs> One, it makes the NHL a lot of money. Why? Because you get to sell new sweaters, All-Star Game sweaters. Or do they wear their own sweat? No, 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 they wear their own, don't they? No, no, okay, so that makes them money. There's revenue here. People have to pay to go see the All-Star Game. You can sell All-Star Game merchandise. Um, there's TV revenue involved. It makes the NHL a lot more money than the NHL accumulates from the regular season and the playoffs already. It's just a nice little piece. It's not big revenue, but it's just another game that offers the NHL a chance to get revenue. And why do I think the game itself fundamentally is fun to watch and is important to have as fans? Why? Because I think that when I watch a, when I watch a hockey game, yes, I like to see guys get hit. Yes, I like to see the fast-paced game. But what you don't get to see, and why I th- it takes me back to my original argument about overtime when we watched three-on-three. It's because I think it offers an aspect of the game that we don't get to see when guys are playing competitively. If you think back to like when you first played hockey, and I think back to when I used to play street hockey, it was guys trying moves that they don't get to play in regular games. And it's moves like that and it's skills that fans don't get to see in a regular hockey game. And there's some there's some unbelievable stuff, so there's some unbelievable stick handling that these guys are capable of that we don't get to see in actual games. And the All-Star game gives them a chance to showcase it. And it's just a really cool experience for the fans. It's a really cool experience for the players. Um, if you just follow NHL's social media account... <laughs> throughout the next couple days and you see all the antics of the all-star game there's gonna be dogs there you're gonna be sending me a bunch of it and we're gonna have a good time talking about the all-star game so in essence i think i'm not looking for an actual hockey game i agree that when i went to watch a real hockey game yes i had a fantastic time but i'm not when i tune into the all-star game i'm not looking for real hockey i'm looking for hockey that we don't get to see as fans and Maybe it's not as exciting. Maybe I think it can be just as exciting. It's not as exciting as actual hockey, or it's not the same excitement, but it's still something really cool that fans get to experience, and it's just a different type of experience for everybody that, you know, I think is necessary. And listen, it's only one game a year. (laughs) I think we can live with one game a year, and let alone teams need the All Star break to rest. And it's not like guys are getting hurt in the All Star game. So really, what what's I really just don't see a downside to the NHL All Star game. At all. I just don't see a downside. And that's it. That's what I think. It's your turn. My turn? Yes. Can you speak now? Yes. You gotta give me a minute, otherwise I'm gonna start yelling at you. How many people do you see walking around? Is this in... rhetorical? Yes. Okay. But I just want you to think about how many people do you see walking around in all star game sweaters of their favorite players? How many of those do you see? You were actually asking me. Yeah, I'm kind of. Yeah, I'm actually asking you this now. On Ithaca now College campus. Yeah, now I want to know. On Ithaca College campus, zero, but they exist. No dog. And they sell. I have all-star game merchandise of my own. I do. There's a T-shirt in my closet <laughs> of the all-star game in Nashville. That was sold okay. for money, and the NHL made money off of me. Okay. And it's a cool shirt. I like to wear it a lot. Okay. Continue. I've watched this game for a long time, a really long time, and we are more than halfway through the regular season, which means teams are going to be looking at playoffs and regular play is going to become more competitive and we're going to be seeing a lot of injuries, like we saw one fall, the great Artemi Panarin, who we really need him. Please come back if you're listening to this. Anyways... When I watch hockey, I'm looking for physicality. 
I'm looking for speed and I'm just looking for skills combined into skills all wrapped up in that so I know you say that like that they get to showcase their skills those are skills they should be having in a regular hot in when they're playing in the NHL they should be able to do that on the ice I've seen Panarin do have those skills and do those tricks on the ice and be successful during a regular NHL game not just an all-star game because that's what makes a player great when they're able to do that and to maneuver out of situations and have really good stick handling in those tough situations and when you take the speed and the physicality out of a game out of a game which is why people watch it they watch it because people nowadays have shorter attention spans and it doesn't take much to sit there and watch three 20 minute periods with breaks in between and because it's fast paced it's moving it's a game that's constantly moving when you take that out of the game why watch the game go watch something else because clearly then it's not for you And then there's a chance that people get hurt, even though you're not moving fast. And even though it is the all-star game, accidents happen. Um, By accident, a guy winds up and takes a really hard slap shot on a goalie that he wasn't ready for. And then someone's goalie's out. And then the playoffs are coming. So what do you do now? It's just not a good idea. I don't enjoy watching it. And it's not like I haven't watched it. I've tried to watch it. I just don't like it. It's not entertaining to me at all. That's fair. I don't think either of us have convinced the other. Mm, you are correct. I don't think in any of, in the history of this segment, agree to disagree, we have ever convinced the other. Um, but what I think we can agree on is that there's an aspect of the All-Star game that you and I are both currently a fan of, and that is the Dog All-Star Skills Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> the only part of the All-Star So game we're going to switch up the vibe of the room because things got a little somber there because <laughs> both of us are really dead set in um, our decisions about our feelings for I'm towards so- the All-Star game. But what I think we both found very entertaining was um, this video on NHL's Instagram that they just posted about the dog all-star skills challenge the caption is we made the nhl all-star skills competition with the team dogs a reality who has your vote for the fastest pup there's breezer of the minnesota wild that's a cool name that's a cool name finn of the san jose sharks i don't uh, like it. get it because the shark yeah. Finn. the arizona coyotes dog is named luna i don't understand why uh, washington capitals dogs named captain and tampa bay lightning I think it's our favorite bolt. Yeah, that's adorable. That's a fantastic name for a dog. Because it's it's a perfect fit. It's it's a perfect fit for the lightning. Have you seen the movie? Movie. Disney made a movie about a dog and his name is Bolt. The hockey dog? No. (laughs) I don't think that's why they named it Bolt. I I think it's just because they had Bay Lightning. I know, but still, I'm picturing the cartoon dog in my head. The Islander's dog's name is Tori. I have no idea. Do we know why? No. The Stupid name. name is Blue. There has to be a reason behind that. Blue works. I mean, Blue is just a cool name Blue's for a dog. Cute. Blue is a cute name for a dog, and it's the Blues. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Barkley so is a. Wait, no, the St. Louis Blues dog's name is Barkley. Oh, I thought he used to be Blue. Damn it! Now I'm kind of upset. I thought his name was. Why is he Barkley? Where do they do they play? They don't play the Barkley side. So <laughs> no, know. that's in Brooklyn. Wait, well, well, like Bark. Still. Yeah. Pretty bad pun if that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. I agree. They still spelled it wrong. There's got to be meanings behind these names that we just don't know. And we wouldn't know if we weren't a part of their fan bases, but um, 
What do you think? Okay, so let alone the All Star game, what do you think of the sp- uh, skills competition? So, some of that can be cool. I think some of that, especially cool. Speed's game, because what's her yeah. name beat like some most of the guys. Yeah. And that was pretty sick. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for not knowing her name, but I'm pretty sure she's coming back this year to yeah, beat people again. Um, <laughs> to smoke the shit out of some NHL. Who was the fastest NHL? Connor McDavid. I think so. Yeah, last yeah. year he was the fastest. I'm pretty sure. Which doesn't get talked about a lot. No. Aside from his like, like just goal scoring ability like he's pretty freaking fast I mean he's the fastest in the league we determined that yeah um I wonder if Char returns to defend his uh, slap shot speed against for the rest of his career we don't know we'll have to tune in and see won't we I'm not gonna watch we're gonna be let's watch the skills competition we don't have to watch the game but fine fine well at least we can agree that the hockey dogs still hold up. Yeah. Even if they're you. involved in the All Star game. Yeah. The hockey dog, hockey and dog still holds up. Too bad Panarin's yeah. dog won't be participating. But Tori this from dog is so cute. But Tori from the New York Islanders will be participating. So, <laughs> you know, we can we can watch that. But I think I'll be rooting for Bolt. That's a sick name. Yeah, that's cool. Screw the Lightning, but let's go Bolt. It's a cool name. <laughs> and screw Barkley, but. Yeah. Barkley makes me think of the Islanders, though, because they play at the Barclays. Barclays Center. Yeah, that would have made sense. Well, anyway, we kind of skipped over something, and it'll be our last segment of the day. But what? we have, you know, it, it's basically, you know, this is a staple of the show now. Oh, it's where is he from? Where is he from? And we talked about Kyle McCarr earlier. Mm-hmm. So our um, where I is he from? Is from. Kyle McCarr. Did you research it? Or did you actually not? I just saw it. Okay. When I looked up his stats. I wish his name wasn't Kale because that just reminds me of a disgusting vegetable. <laughs> um, I know it's not spelled the same way, but Kale McCarr, you know, rolls off the tongue, so, you know, it works. Um, I immediately think Eastern European. I'm going to first guess it's going to be Czechoslovakia. Mm, you're wrong. Well, I'm going to, like, double check. I'm 98% sure you're wrong. Cause I've, you I, are wrong. Pick two is, is he Swedish? Wrong. Oh crap! I'm down to my last pick. <laughs> yeah. I still think I'm. Sh- I'm still think I'm batting like 600 on this. I think I. I have like, I'm pretty sure I'm have a winning record on. Where you is do. he from? You do have a winning record. We're not exactly keeping track, but this is episode oh, 11. I'm probably like somewhere around six and five, seven, and four. Yeah. But yeah. Shit, I could go to 500 with this pick if I miss this. <laughs> I was actually really like thinking Swedish was gonna be a great nope. second guess, but I'm not gonna say he's Canadian. Um, I'm, I don't want to say he's Russian. I'm gonna guess this is my final pick. <sighs> like all the, f- I'm thinking of like all those Finnish names, and they all end in like, um, all those Finnish names end in the same like last three letters. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna guess that because I know that his name doesn't end in those last three letters. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, I really just don't know about this one. I'm gonna guess Norwegian. Is he Norwegian? Nope. Crap. So I'm. I lost. <laughs> He's from Canada. He's from Calgary. I don't. Ah uh, shit. <laughs> I don't, like, nothing about that says Canadian to me. Actually, I guess Kale Canada might be that way. Canada might just have to be like the first guess every single time from now because like I can play my odds with the first guess. Just get Canada out of the way. I think I need to be more tactical about how I approach. Where is he from? Yeah, you always go like Eastern European first. I don't know why I think that. I think I'm got, I feel like I think there's some players from Canada in the last few years.
We should have an American on where is he from, but that'd be too easy. <laughs> that would be too easy. So shit, that wraps up um, our second episode, episode back. I might label it second. as season... This is our, our first, first episode. episode back, but I, I was meaning to say I might label this as season two. Um, so, uh, you know, thanks for joining us if you stuck around. Sorry we weren't uh, here for a little while. I'm sorry I didn't hold up my end of the bargain and um, doing that episode <laughs> on my so own. You were so set on doing it, too. I wanted to prove myself. Did you even bring the microphone home? I did bring it home. Um, but it just sat on my desk for a very long time. Um, well, anyway, that's all we have. Thanks for joining us. Catch us back here next week. Peace.